Nothing beats Melbourne Airport's premium parking experience. Choose from valet or premium self-park. Only a few minutes' walk to the check-in counter, Melbourne Airport offers travellers the ultimate parking experience. Book online at melbourneairport.com.au. Winning Edge Investment, start betting like a professional. Chances are you're about to lose. And with great pleasure, I welcome back to the team for the spring in Dean Evans. He's a superstar. He's been terrific for us here on Giddy Up. And he joins us now to preview some of the feature races over the weekend. Welcome back, Dino. Good morning. Morning, Gareth. How are you going? Good, thank you. I don't know about you. And, of course, Winning Edge Investments does a wonderful job in helping us sporting fans and punters back a few winners across all racing codes and all different types of sport. But for me, this is the best time of the year when you you, you have the start of the Group 1 season the football codes are starting to get really interesting as we head into finals. And I think September is just a beautiful month. It's my favorite month yeah. of the year. I agree with you, Gareth. I agree with you. The, the next couple of months are when it all gets really exciting. And, you know, uh, we're starting to see all the best horses in, in Australia starting to uh, kick off their preparations. And, and all the big races will be coming around the corner. And like you say, you've got the, uh, the AFL and NRL finals. And, um, you know, the, the Soccer World Cup and... Um, you know, there's a rugby world cup coming up and cricket world cup. There's, uh, there's just so much happening in, in racing and sport, uh, over the next few months. It's just uh, an exciting time. Our listeners were excited when I told them that you were coming on yesterday and they've asked me to ask you a few questions. And the first of them is a little bit about futures betting. Do you play into the, the futures markets with winning edge investments? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's something, um, it's something I've done, uh, you know, over sort of the last 10 years and, and, and we've had plenty of, uh, been a big success over the years, but, um, you know, there's, um, there, there's opportunities there if you can sort of pick the eyes out of them. Um, you know, I've had a lot of success back in, uh, you know, overseas horses and in some of the big races, you know, the Japanese horses come over or, or the horses, so like, uh, the state of rest at $26, we got to win the, the Cox Plate when he uh, nosed out Animo. Um, and some of the big Japanese horses, Delta Blues and Admire Rakti and that sort of thing we've got on very early. And, and this year I've actually, uh, um, you know, sending something out for the guys because I think the, the Japanese this year are, uh, um, you know, I think they're bringing their A graders and, and we haven't seen them, uh, you know, bring anything since 2019. And when they last came here, they won both the Caulfield Cup with Murder Glass and the, uh, the Cox Plate with Lee Grasseur. Uh, and, you know, we've seen the likes of Delta Blues and Pop Rock and Admire Rasti dominate. And I just think that the Japanese stayers have the wood over, um, have the wood over the Aussies. And I do think horses like, you know, Break Up and, uh, and Win Mighty and Silver Sonic that are coming here are, um, you know, they're not bringing their B or C stringers, they're, they're bringing their A graders. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to prove, uh, as long as they get in the plane and they arrive here, um, I, I think they're going to be favourites for the race. And I think the other important part about that, if the Japanese do arrive, is making sure that we know, we understand, what we think that the weather conditions might be this spring. It's going to be a dry spring. And that means that will suit the Japanese down to the ground because they excel on those firm tracks. So, yeah, if they get on the plane, you would imagine those horses that you just mentioned might be favourites for their chosen races or well and at the top of the market anyway. So can't wait for the spring, but we need to find a winner in the wink stakes, the first of the group ones. And we've got Think It Over returning from a nasty tendon injury. He won the Queen Elizabeth before going amiss. He's at $10 for Kerry Parker. We had Kerry on the show on Tuesday morning for the Bet365 Bet Country Racing Hour, and he says that, he couldn't have him better, really, but just whether he 
when they when that gap appears, he's still got that zest to really compete. Time will tell, I guess, but he's happy with him. Zaki's at 440. Annabelle Nisham over the moon with him. Mawanga at 13. I think she would have nearly tipped Mawanga Annabelle if he drew a gate. But he still could map okay if Clipperton can get him out of the gates and get him into a nice spot, maybe three wide with some cover. Then we go down to Golden Mile. I don't know about you, Dino, but the boys thought he was overs there yesterday on the weekend preview. And um, he's at $13 and three ninety. And James Cummings is bullish about his chances. And then we've got Montefilia that's trolled nicely at $19. She'll be first up for Chris Waller. Fangirl's been a drifter with Bet365, now out to five fifty, And then the JJ Atkins winner for Kiramar and David Eustace, the three-year-old King Colorado, is at $11. How do you assess this year's wing stakes? Yeah, no, look, interesting field, capacity field. We've got, got the full 16 will be running here um, with a couple of emergencies and, and 14 of the run of the group one winners. So it's, um, you know, it's an, an elite race here. Um, all the past eight winners of this race have been first up of, of generally between 126 to 161 day spell. Um, and we've seen sort of horses like Royal Descent and Very Elegant and Moonga Animal all sort of class group one horses win this in recent years. And they're all sort of mile and middle, middle distant types of horses. So um, so that's generally the profile that we're looking for. There's a readable map here. I think Linda Middle pushed forward from the wide gate. Uh, the Arkean Communist could be handy. And, and King Colorado, Major Beal, Moonga, Rapaho. They'll wrap up his scratch over in Mawanga. You know, they'll, they'll probably be the ones that'll be sort of forward of, uh, forward of midfield. Um, I think there's a bit of value in this race. It's sort of, I think Zaki's, you know, he's a nine-year-old now. He's coming up a couple of below-par runs in Queensland. Um, I'm a bit surprised that he's sort of come up favourite. Not that he can't win, but it, he just seems really short. And, and you know, Fangir is obviously a high-quality mare. She's run sort of four group one seconds. Uh, and, and behind the likes of Animal and I wish I win. So she's only been racing the best, but um, but you know she needs it bone dry. And at the moment the track's still um, heavy. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll get into a soft range and hopefully to a soft five on race day. But it has it has seemed to have taken a while to dry for some reason because it hasn't been that wet. Um, so I think there's some, some value around here. I'm actually really keen on, uh, on what's called Lindemann. Um, just looking at the way that he's been trialing and, and galloping. He set outside of Princess Crate, who's a uh, you know, a sprinter and, and just strode past her on a Canterbury 900 metre trial in August 1. Uh, you know, he ran second in the Randwood Guineas, won the Rosal Guineas last prep. He just looks to have really come back uh, bigger and stronger. And, and, you know, when I'm looking for the winner of these sorts of races, you're trying to find those horses that have improved and also those ones that are just more forward than the rest. When you've got horses still, you know, targeting the Cups and these other races. I just have a sense that Lindemann's really forward. It's, um, you know, Chris Waller's going for his 150th. Group one win, uh, Hugh Bowman going for his 100th group one win, owned by the same owners as Winks. We're talking about the Winks stakes. And the fact that Hugh Bowman's come over from uh, Hong Kong gives me the sense that um, this horse is ready to go. And so um, I'm quite keen on Lindemann. I think the, I think the wide gate might actually be a positive. Um, you know, what round it can be like when it gets a bit wet. And, you know, by the end of the day, you often actually don't want to be near the fence. So, um, so I quite like Lindemann. Um, King Colorado... I'm a bit biased. I'm actually a part owner of the Colt. You know, he, he obviously had a, a, um, a pretty amazing uh, autumn winning year. Um, the JJ Atkins threw off at just his third start. Um, he's only got the 50 and a half better weight, but um, you know, his target's the Caulfield, Caulfield Guineas, so he's certainly nowhere near wound up. But, um, you know, when, you, when you've got that 50 and a half kg 
um, you know, eight, eight to nine kg weight pull on most of these runners, and uh, you know that makes a big difference. Um, and and also you mentioned Mawanga. I think um, you know he, he his trials uh, probably in the last like, three years of his career he's always really trialed sluggishly right out the back, um, but he was very forward um, with his trials prep uh, and actually beat home Buenos Noches, who's obviously a, a handy Group One sprinter. So I thought um, Mawanga was the other one who you know won this race uh, two years ago. I was a bit unlucky in it last year. And, um, I think he's probably the other one at, at double figure odds that can give this race a shake. It's an interesting one. I asked Annabelle the question yesterday with Moanga Dino. It's sort of like, I, I, I love the horse and I thought he's been a little bit stiff in some of the big group ones. I know he took out that wink stakes and sometimes he's his worst enemy and he can be a little bit of a tease when you think, oh, I've got to back you next start when Nash gets stuck into him late and he flies the last 50. Um, but... I said to um, I said to Annabelle, is it is this a is this a good sign that he's winning trials? Because as you pointed out, we've never seen him do that. And then she told me like, and he's dominating track work, Gareth, and he never does that before. So I think it can either go both ways that he could have completely swapped around his track work form and trial form with his racetrack form. And he, he races out the back or he does bring his trial form and track work form onto the racetrack on, on Saturday. I, I hope it's the latter because he's at a big price and I think he can run a mighty race just with King Colorado, mate. How did you get involved in that horse? Cause I'm just having a look at the group of owners and there's some power hitters in world racing involved in King Colorado. Yeah. It's an yeah, interesting story. It's actually the Sheikh, um, Sheikh Muhammad Al Matoum. Um, who, who obviously know well in, in Australia. He's, uh, he's owned plenty of the class horses here. The horse was you know, going to go to the sales, um, the yearling sales. He was a colt. He was probably going to go to close to the half a million, seven fifty thousand. And he just had a little vet problem, um, uh, and so there was a little vet issue there, and, and they couldn't put him in the sales. But the shakes sort of wanted to uh, to keep him, um, and uh, a group uh, called Stable Stars sort of contacted. Us at, at uh, Winning Energy Investments, and he called me and said, um, "You know, I've got this horse that we can that we can lease from the Shake. Would you be interested in putting it out to your Winning Edge Investments members and, and seeing if they want to get involved in this cult?" And so, uh, I sent a message out. We got um, 47 Winning Edge Investments members who uh, he decided to take a, a share in King Colorado, and um, and uh, you know, three starts later, we're we're in a group oh, one. And, that? You know, just just thinking we're going to have a runner, and you know how exciting that. And um, and next we know he's back from a hundred to one into twelve dollars on the day, and um, wins with the leg in the air. And all of a sudden, we're talking uh, golden roses and Caulfield guineas and Cox Plate this prep, and it's all you know, it's all very exciting, and it's um, you know, it's all happened very quickly. How good's that story? And you get a hundred to one to win to JJ Atkins. That's why you. That's why you. That's why you subscribe to Winning Edge Investments. We're trying to do that with Giddy Up, Dino. We've got a, we've got a filly, a couple of fillies that we're leasing, and we're just praying and crossing our fingers. Obviously, we, we haven't got, um, the sheiks involved in our our fillies, but um, no, I think that's a terrific story. Congratulations, and that's what racing's all about. So we do wish you the best of luck. So we're going to back Linderman. King Colorado and Mawanga and the Wink Stakes. And you've got a couple of opinions as well about a few of the other races there on the program in Sydney. I've, I've gone off the beaten track and we are running out of time, but um, I want to have a chat about race number five there in Sydney on Saturday. And this is a, an interesting race because we've got that horse you just mentioned, Buddhist Notches, engaged at 4.40. 
Um, Dragonstone at 8.50 and extremely lucky in Kalino, well in the market for Waller at 3.80 and extremely lucky who's been the most talked about horse so far this carnival in a way. I'm, I'm saying the carnival starting at $3.20, Dino, after what happened last week. Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm really excited about this horse. Extremely lucky. I think um, you know, I've been really, really impressed um, with the trials, both trials um, of this gelding. Uh, you know, his first trial at Rose Hill over 900 metres, uh, sat back last, absolutely flew home the second, but ran you know, plus 9.1 for the last 600 metres. That was the quickest of about 110 trialers on the day. That was the IME just in front of him. Um, and and, uh, and she also was able to win first up uh, um, in the Group 2 missile by a couple of lengths quite comfortably. Um, yeah, this horse, just the, the, the clothing sectionals that he's run, um, you know, when he was in Adelaide for Will Clark and ran sort of plus 14.4 for the last 600 metres, just his second start, ran plus 12.1 um, at Morfordville one day, uh, you know, won the Lightning um, and then was, you know, beaten third by Bella Nipatino, who's a Group 1, uh, horse only beaten the length. I, I think this is a really good horse. Obviously, you know, going from Bull Clark and to, to Chris Waller. Um, and, you know, if he can get this horse peaking, I, I think Extreme Luck is the kind of horse that could even, you know, end up running in an Everest. Um, I think that the sectional is it, that he's put in in both, you know, his race starts and his um, and his trials, his prepper, just absolutely elite type numbers um, for elite sprinters. Obviously, first run for 330 days. And I really, I really expected this horse probably to, to resume over a thousand or eleven hundred first up, but um, you know, you gotta, you gotta respect Chris Waller if he decided to run this horse over over twelve hundred first up. Um, he must think it's ready because um, there's plenty of other options. And I just, uh, I think it's really lucky. It's a really exciting horse, and one I'm, I'm really going to want to be following uh, throughout the carnival. And you know, we talk about futures bets, and you know, sort of a sneaky fifty to one the Everest. Uh, there's a lot of bookies you can bet with that, um, you know, if the horse doesn't actually get a run on the Everest, you get refunded anyway. And I yep. think that 50 to 1 could be a, a sneaky, uh, you know, free hit for extremely lucky because um, if he gets in the race, uh, you know, he, he runs some big numbers. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting opinion because Shane Curlio said that he could be the best horse in the country, a little bit left field, who joins us on a Wednesday. And so, yeah, there's a couple of big fans and um, great judges like yourself giving him a wonderful push this spring. So it'll be fascinating to see how he goes there on, on Saturday afternoon. What about this mare's race? You've got Paracel 360, Queen of the Ball that trialled the house down at 480. And then you got the top of that market with Sue Gotcha that's got to carry weight at $4. And then North Star Lass at 850, Cinderella Days at $8. Um, yeah, an opinion on that race there for the mares? Yeah, look, I just I just think Paracel is a horse that I, I really like. We we followed him last prep for the trial spire service, one at Hawkesbury trial and it ran plus five point seven. Um and then, you know, she's won for us three races in a row, one at Kensington, then one, you know, on a Saturday at Rose Hill and then won a group three Typhoon Tracy at around five dollars. Uh, and then the PJ Bell drifted from, you know, five dollars out to about ten dollars and still ran second uh, on a wet track. Um uh, but I think it's not ideal for her. But um you know, her, her trials again at Hawkesbury, she won by two lengths on 17th of July, around plus 2.4, the last 400, plus 5.6. It was third quickest of 89 of the day and, and won a Warwick Farm trial after that. I just think, think she's a mare that's a winner. Um, you know, I think Zoo Gotcha is probably going to get back um, and, you know, I'd, I'd say has sort of bigger targets a bit later in the prep. Um, and, and, I, and I think Parasol is a, a, a much better mare than, than Queen of the Ball is quite similar to her in the market. So I just think Parasol is a winner. 
um, and a good mare that you're going to want to follow through um, this entire prep. And you know, I think she can get to, to Group One level. Who wins the Quisset at Caulfield, which is always an interesting race for the three-year-old fillies. Yeah, just a, <clears throat> another filly uh, that trialled really well, Charmstone, uh, won a crown an 800 metre, uh, trialled by two lengths, under no pressure, should be black type horse. It's ranked plus 8.5, which is the second quickest of, of 25 trials in the day. Um, you know, I think she's, uh, she's an impressive filly for McPrice, and she's just come back really well. Um, and I think she's the one to beat. I think the only danger really is Skirt the Law is obviously the Magic Moon two-year-old winner. Tony Gons and talking her up. She trialled okay at Doombin. Um, I think she'd be the favourite, but I think uh, Charmstone looks to have come back really, really well. Um, and I think uh, she's my better of the day at Caulfield. And what about with your members? How do you play a, a race like the PV Lawrence Stakes and a horse like Mr Brightside? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a tricky race for me, that one. I, um, uh, I sort of haven't um, seen enough from anything to be overly keen to back anything. Um, you know, Mr. Brightside's first up, uh, you know, the horse just keeps improving and improving, but, um, you know, this isn't uh, anywhere near his grand final. Um, he's got some big races to come a lot later in the prep. So, for me, I'm never wanting to take sort of even money about a, a horse that's not running in a race that, um, you know, is particularly uh, is a real target. So, um, for me, it's a, it's a sort of leave alone race. Um, you know, the, the benefit we have as punters, Gareth, is we don't have to bet in every race. The bookies do, but, but we can keep our powder dry. And for me, I haven't sort of I haven't seen anything stand out um, that I want to back in the race, and, and with the straight side there, I sort of uh, I don't really want to be backing or laying him. I just want to sort of watch that race and, and get excited about what all the horses do for their for their future runs. Doesn't get any better, Dino. Love your work. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. Can't wait to catch up with you each and every Friday throughout the spring. We wish you the best of luck with King Colorado. First of all, thanks for asking us to get into a share. Oh, we should have actually. We we. We, um, we should have been with the winning winning edge investment team, but we wish you the best of luck in that wing stakes. And we're already on extremely lucky now having something small on him for the, for the Everest. And hopefully he blows them away on Saturday. And then he's, everybody's talking about him getting a spot in an Everest. And in fact, I was talking to one of the part owners the other day and he said, Gareth, this horse would be a good horse for the quokka. I said, you make a very good point there. So, um, we'll watch yeah. him. Yeah, we'll watch him closely, mate. Thanks for your time. And um, for the SEN listeners, just head to the Winning Edge Investments um, website and uh, you go to the membership page and you can – it's not just racing. It's um, harness racing, greyhound racing, and all the other sports as well. So it's a one-shop stop for all of us sporting fans. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about some of the analysts we've got this year. The, the results that they're, they're turning out, some of these professionals are just um, incredible. Um, you know, I think we're going to have the biggest spring we've ever had. I've never been so excited with the sort of group of analysts and pro punters we've got. And they're, they're winning. Um, and the feedback we're getting from members is just, um, you know, I think it's the best it's ever been. So, uh, you know, your SEN listeners get something that nobody else gets. And it's a 50% ongoing discount for their first membership. Just um, you know, go to membership options, subscribe to your choice and type in SEN in the promo code and that's 50% off for your, uh, for your life. Love your work, mate. Thanks for that. That's the best That's the best value that anyone can get to kick off their spring. Thanks for that, Dino. Cheers, Gareth. Good to chat to you. Stretch your dough with Brumby's Great Bread Deal. Get a sandwich loaf for just $3 with any specialty loaf on Tuesdays at Brumby's until August 22. Making lunchtimes tastier. Handcrafted at your local Brumby's. Limited time only. Terms and conditions apply.